Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Zignago, here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Thursday, my dear listener, or I suppose Friday Eve could also work. I know I've called Thursday other things before in the past, but I cannot remember them. So Friday Eve is all we get, unfortunately. Uh, I will say, though, that I just almost accidentally deafened myself with the microphone as I cleared my throat into it before beginning, and I peeked very hard, and I had to back away and try to yank my headphones out before I exploded, I think. Very unfortunate. I've done that a few times where I will sort of peek the mic, but usually it's when I'm moving it around or I'm gonna, I don't know, sneeze or something. So I typically will take my headphones off. But no, this time I wasn't thinking and I was like, oh, I gotta record. So I cleared my throat and it went straight into the red and I perished inside a little bit and outside, I suppose, as my eardrums almost exploded. But I'm fine. I'm alive. I can hear myself into the mic and I still sound very raspy and tired which I suppose is both the after effects from doing a lot of just general excited shouting yesterday. Uh, In case you are unaware, I got to see my friends for the first time in five months, so there was a lot of excited yelling and talking, and so yesterday I was very raspy, and then today I think I'm recovering from that, but then I also spent a lot of the day talking, as you can imagine. So, oh, it's been not a good time for my voice, and I think we're still in that zone of being a little raspy there, and I apologize if the quality of my voice has decreased. And I also, I don't know if it's audible to anyone except myself, because it's, I'm hearing like a mixture of my own voice from, you know, my my brain and what have you, but also, you know, from the mic. So it's, it's a very weird mixture of the two perceptions of my voice. You know how when you record yourself speaking and you listen back to it and it sounds different than how you perceive your voice and how there's that whole like debacle inside. It's it's very similar in that I get both of them now at the same time. And, and usually I'd consider myself used to it because I do a lot of podcasty voice work stuff, obviously, as that is my forte. But in this case, when it's a little bit off from usual, it just sounds weird and it skeeves me out. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. And again, maybe it's not noticeable, and maybe I'm just talking about absolutely nothing, which, you know, isn't uncommon for me, but I apologize either way. So (laughs) I'm just going to sound a bit tired, but, you know, I'm still full of energy at heart. So, hey, you know what? Sometimes that's where it's got to be. No, I'm still jazzed as always. And also, I, you know, was thinking about what sort of uh, tips to give today because it's a patent day. I was like, oh, you know what would be really cool is if I did an episode teaching people how to sew because I was talking to my roommate and she does not know how to sew as do I think a lot of people. And I was like, that'd be really sick, you know, teaching my listeners how to sew. And then I paused and I realized, yeah, that that makes sense, Peyton, because it's an audio only medium and you want to do a very visual reliant activity. Yeah, that that'll work out good. And... (laughs) And I just sort of had to look at myself and my computer reflection and just, uh uh-huh. I was really going to do that, huh? I was really going to sit here and try to explain to people how to sew without any visual descriptors at all. And, you know, maybe it could work. And I bet there's someone who's done an audiobook on sewing or something. But I think with the way that I describe things and the way I talk, it would not make any sense unless there was a visual depiction of what was going on. 
think it would have just been bad considering that when I talk, it's like, uh, it's tangential, it's anecdotal, it's going off the rails, and I just don't think it's conducive for a sewing lecture. So apologies for anyone who is looking forward to a COVID operation sewing edition not happening, unfortunately. And also, I'm not very... Well, I know how to sew, but I'm not necessarily like, ooh, an expert. I know all the tips and tricks. I know how to do like three stitches and that's it. And honestly, it suffices for what I do. So easy for me. But but trying to teach that to people would, would not go over so well. Anyway, after that whole thing, I was just sort of thinking to myself and for some reason it just occurred to me how many skills I had picked up thanks to the internet and being in a digital age. You know, it's something I have grown up with, obviously, uh, being born in 2001 and having just sort of that as my general backbone. I think for a lot of my life, it's been there, at least the, you know, the parts of my life that I can remember. Like I remember YouTube being put out there and I remember, you know, the development of phones from Blackberries to iPhone, what is it, 11s, I think now with the three cameras. Is that, I think that's it. It's the 11s. Well, technically, they're the 10s because they skipped 9, which is weird. Anyway, I I digress. The forbidden iPhone 9. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but it's just such a crazy thing to know that you can go out there and pretty much learn anything, any skill you want very quickly and and easily uh, with, you know, access to Wi-Fi. And I... I just think that's insane. I think that's so cool. And I don't often, you know, think about what a, a luxury it is. You know, even in, today, I am working on a, on a bigger project and making some uh, armor pieces for a cosplay out of foam because uh, I really enjoy doing that sort of stuff. It's it's like taking, you know, my doll work and, and putting it onto a bigger scale. Anyway, and I realized that It was like one Google search and I had 20 results for what I was looking for and I found a video that was very helpful and had a whole tutorial attached with a pattern for the thing I was trying to make and I just was so happy and I just went and I just started doing it without really thinking that, wow, that's crazy. That is just bananas to think that you can learn how to do pretty much anything you want with typing and access to Wi-Fi. Wow. I I wanted to, to make an episode talking about, you know, how to come with new skills, how to develop your skills. And I kept trying to figure out, you know, what, what is the, is there a secret? Is there a method? I was thinking into my own life. I was like, how do I do things? How do I get started with things? Because, you know, I know that a lot of advice that is helpful and and is from, you know, professionals and stuff, as they say, do it. And I think that that is absolutely true, is that if you want to get better at something, just do it and start doing it and do it a lot. You know, like, like, for example, writing, just start writing, just go and start typing or scribbling and do it and do it and do it and do it until you are better at it because you'll naturally improve your own skills. But I was thinking, you know, that advice is really good. But the problem is, is that there are skills out there that people want to have or want to improve upon, but they don't know how to get started with it. Because sure, once you 
know how to thread a needle, it's it's pretty easy from there to get better at like sewing in a straight line and, you know, knowing how to sew certain things or knowing, you know, that you have to put the two wrong sides together and flip them around and whatever. But you have to know how to, you know, do that first basic stitch and and thread the needle before you can even, you know, improve upon your skills or or have skills to improve upon. You got to lay the foundation down first. And a lot of skills, I think, are relatively easy to pick up, at least in the in the creative arts where, you know, if you want to write, just start writing. You know, you basically just have to know a few words and you'll naturally improve your own vocabulary over time if you continuously read and whatever but you know same thing goes for drawing pick up a pencil and you know innately humans have been doodling for forever and so that's a very foundational skill and just go with it and see what happens and work towards it and you know you've already got a baseline for for both of those skills and and for many that are just sort of ingrained in human nature but I was like, what about the skills that aren't as, you know, ingrained and for the ones that have no very clear starting point? Like sewing, for example. I mean, I think you would know that, yeah, you would have to know how to put thread on a needle, but from there, uh, what? I I don't know. Similarly, you know, with guitar, it's like, yeah, you can pick it up and you know fundamentally that you put your fingers on the strings, but mm, from there, it's just a big question mark. And I was like, okay, so what's the process? What What is the number one thing that I do when trying to learn how to do anything? And I sat there and I looked at myself in my screen and I was like, what do I do? And it took me like half an hour before I realized I Google it. I just, that's how I start is I just Google how to do insert thing here. And then I do research from there and I go and I see what videos pop up. Who are these people? And then from there, I I look into other videos and other people and I find people whose styles or ways of doing things I jive with or people whose explanations are easiest to understand for me. And I just dig through stuff until I find the person who inevitably is out there with that skill set who is sharing it on the internet and and made it a way that I understand it and that it makes sense to me. And there are so many. And I was kind of blown away realizing that it's just that easy and it's something I do all the time. And I didn't really realize that that was how I laid the basis for a lot of the skills I've picked up. For example, doll customizing, it's something that's, yeah, very obscure and not something that is very innate, I would think. You know, sure, I, I'm an artist and I draw and whatever, but I, I don't know how to do 3D stuff, like like on a doll, or where would I even start? And finally, you know, I realized that I had been watching people do it on, on the internet, and, and then I realized that they're kind of guiding you through it. And and it's very made to sort of follow along, at least with the people that I was watching. And I gave myself a moment and I really listened and watched and I realized, yeah, no, I can follow along to this. I can take what they're showing me and turn it into a real project. And to be honest, my first all custom was terrible. I I look at her sometimes and I'm like, all right, sweetie, I should redo you, but I don't know if I will, you know, for posterity. And then I I looked at, you know, my more recent stuff and I was like, okay, I got much better at it. And that was because I did the first one. And that's how all skill building works, of course, because, you know, if you produce something 
inevitably the first time you do it, it's not going to be fantastic. And that's, that's the way it is. And we all do it. And every person that you see who is a great artist or a great, um, whatever, I talk about art a lot because that's, you know, where I, the circles that I fall into or, or the great podcasters or the great writers, their first stuff is probably garbage. And you don't get to see it, of course, because they hide it like we all do. And I think a lot about how when we see artists, we see what they want us to see. You know, we see their finished pieces, we see their starry nights, you know, we see their Mona Lisas, but we don't see the 600 sketches that led up to that. Or we don't see the hundreds of sketchbooks filled with terrible stuff that they won't show us. And we think that, oh, they just have that skill and they're just really good at it. But no, they're, they worked hard and developed it and you have to do the same thing to get to where they are. And, and you can and you will. And honestly, I think that the first step in a lot of it is watching people on the internet do it first. And I think that that is very unique to, you know, this generation in this era, but it's something that we should certainly embrace, I think. And I'm talking to you from over the internet and giving you this advice over the internet, and it's kind of meta if you think about it, but I, I just think that if you want to get skills and you want to learn how to do something, maybe, maybe you've always wanted to learn how, how to sew or how to make, you know, uh, like little plush stuffed animals, but you don't have any baseline for it. Do not hesitate to go on the internet and, and look it up and find people who know how to do it. And, you know, if you can and, and you can learn stuff from them, do it. Absorb as much as you can from them and really delve into it and, and see what you can learn just from being on the internet. And I think that that is honestly one of the most amazing things about, you know, being modern day alive <laughs> is that we can learn how to do so much from Google. <laughs> and YouTube. And I think that I take it for granted a lot, but when you really think about it, it is such a resource and it is phenomenal and needs to be used more. And I think that some people may look down upon that sort of thing and say, oh, we well, learned how to do it on the internet, really. But no, they're so wrong in that it is the best resource for you, in, in my opinion. And I think that you should, if you have something you want to learn, see what other people on the internet are doing and see if you can learn from them and, and hey, even maybe connect with them and, and reach out and find, you know, people that do the thing that you want to do. And I'm sure that there are people who are willing to teach you beyond what they do on the internet already. And I think that there's a lot of good stuff out there to be discovered and to be unlocked and to help you develop your own skill sets in a way that is fun and in the best way that you learn and you have probably unlimited resources when it comes to skill development and skill building and, and all of that stuff. So honestly, at the end of the day, I just think that the internet is so cool and I'm very happy to have it. And I think that we need to consider it more when trying to build skills, or at the very least, I think it, I, I personally should acknowledge it more when I realize that that is how I have gotten most of my skills is from the internet. And I think that that is very valuable. And hey, at the end of the day, maybe I'll do a audio only sewing tutorial and just see how that goes. <laughs> not not well, probably, but all right. Anyway, I suppose I can be done for now. Thank you very much for listening to me ramble about how I think the internet is good and cool. And, you know, if you have any interest in, you know, the, the things that I do from podcasting to the arts and you would like someone to lend a helping hand, I'm more than happy to reach back out to you and, and help you out in any way I can, because I think, especially in the arts, we should, you know, uplift each other and help each other and help each other build skills and develop 
develop those foundations. So, hey, if you ever need anything, you can email me, of course, at Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarcark.org. And also, if you have any questions for my Ask Peyton segment tomorrow, that is where you can send those as well. So, fantastic. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed talking, which is quite a lot if you can't tell. (laughs) But I, I will be done for now. So, this has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.